kept you and high. He has been watching over us. If you go and look at the statistics, many started this year with us, there are no more. But the Lord has kept you and high. So we hold him thanksgiving. Let's go to Lord, thank you for sparing our lives. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for watching over us. 
you woke us up every morning and you make us to go back to bed daily because you kept us. Many of us have traveled this year. We came back from holiday, the same place some people entered. And there are no more. The Lord kept you and high. Not because we know how to do it better. But just because we know this God. Why not appreciate the Lord? Why not give Him all the glory? The psalmist says, for all His benefits. Let's appreciate, let's bless Him for all His benefits. For all that we enjoy in Him. For all that we are enjoying in Him. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you all glory. Lord, we exalt your name. Lord, we magnify you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Over the children, thank you. Over the women, we thank you. Over the men, we are so grateful. Over the youth, we are grateful. Over all our old ones, we thank you. Over our family, far and near, we give you praise. Over our job, we are so grateful. Over our heart, we say thank you. The enemy tried its worst, but you prove yourself as a God. As our God, the great healer, you silence the enemy. You have given us victory over all the atrocity, all the evil plan of the enemy. You did not allow the plan of the enemy to come to pass over our life. Jesus, we give you praise. Thank you for the peace we are enjoying in this land. Appreciate the Lord for the peace you are enjoying in your life, in your home, in your marriage. Appreciate the Lord for the peace you are enjoying. Thank you for the peace you are enjoying in your home. Father, we give you praise. And for the peace of God we enjoy in this country. Let's give God praise. Let's appreciate Him. Let's show Him a heart of appreciation. Let's tell Him, Lord, we are grateful. Jesus, we are grateful. Holy Spirit, we are grateful. Lord, we are grateful. We are grateful. We give you glory, Lord, and we worship you. You are wonderful. You are glorious. You are awesome. You are powerful. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. The truth is, we cannot thank God enough. The song said, if I have 10,000 tongues to sing, it can never be enough. So if the whole of the hair on my head, you know, can you count the hair on your head? If they turn to tongue to press in, he said, it is never enough. Oh, choir, we're going to sing one more song. I didn't, I didn't forget you. <laughs> Praise God. It is never enough to still thank this God. Because it's a faithful God. We have said thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, my Lord. We have said thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We have said thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, thank you, my Lord. We have said thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
That song that say, "Oh yes, he answered prayers." The Lord I serve answers prayer. Only my Jesus answers prayer. Are you ready for it? Oh yes, he answers prayer. Hallelujah. Oh yes, he answers prayer. Oh, the Lord I serve answers prayer. Only Jesus has a prayer. He has a prayer. Oh, yes, he has a prayer. He has a prayer. Oh, yes, he has a Anna, 
that one precious child. Adna did not go back to her and say, God, I need another child. What did she do? She went back to thank God. As she was thanking God, she was doing what? Applying for more children. She didn't say, God, I need more children. She said, God, I just come to thank you. That you have given me this one. And before you know it, God embarrassed her with how many? Five more. So the secret of genuine application is what? Thanksgiving. You are going to thank God again. I want you to thank God enough tonight so that when we start to have God, the course will be clear. And if you know how to dance for Jesus, you dance and appreciate Him. God, I thank you for every prayer you have answered for me. Every prayer you have ever answered in my life, for my wife, for my children, for my husband, for my job. Lord, I thank you. They were passing up, passing down. People to remove, they did not remove you. The devil was looking for people to attack. He passed over your home. Why will you not open your mouth and appreciate the Lord? Many people enter the same car you entered. They had accident, they are gone. Your children went to school every day. And the Lord brought them back safely. Why don't you open your mouth and begin to appreciate the Lord. And begin to thank Him for what He has done. For the breakthrough He has given you. For the favor, the uncommon favor you are enjoying. Just because you know Him. Lord, we thank you. Jesus, I thank you. Jesus, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. For everything you have done, I give you praise. For everything you have done, I give you praise. For the strength to seek your face. For the strength to wait on you. For answered prayers, I worship you. For turning your face in my favor, thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. For the sun head you have given us, thank you. For the victory, for successful surgery of your children going for surgery and they came back alive. Jesus, we give you praise. Jesus, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Now, the Holy Spirit just reminded me of one Thanksgiving we need to do as a church. Do you know within these three weeks of this year, we have had calls for our members to go for surgery, for emergency issue, not one, not two, not three. And they are all alive. Healthy. The devil could not snuff their lives. Go ahead and appreciate the Lord for this church. As God has been keeping us as a church, go ahead and thank God. Go ahead and appreciate the Lord for everyone God has spared their lives from destruction. Appreciate the faithfulness of our God. Thank God. Go ahead and appreciate God. Go ahead and give God praise. Go ahead and give God praise. Our God is worthy to be praised. Our God is indeed worthy to be praised. Thank you for every one member of this church that you have been keeping, watching over us. You did not allow the enemy to snuff out our life. Father, we are so grateful. Jesus, we are so grateful. Jesus, we are so grateful. As a church, we have come with a thanksgiving offering. With a thankful heart, we have come for successful surgery, for deliverance from sudden death. Jesus, we are grateful. Jesus, we are grateful. Jesus, we are grateful. 
Jesus, we are grateful. Jesus, we are grateful. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory for good report. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I'm going to ask God, God, I have come again. Every prayer that I will pray tonight, speedily answer me. Go ahead and tell God. Lord, I have come again. I am your son. I am your son. I have come again. Every prayer I will pray tonight, every prayer I will pray as a church tonight, let them receive speedy answers. Let them receive speedy answers. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ask God to put on you a fresh garment of prayer. A fresh garment of supplication. A fresh garment of intercession. Lord, put on each and every one of us tonight. A fresh garment of supplication. A fresh body, oh God, for soul. A fresh garment of prayer. Installed in us. The prayer machine that will make us to pray. And let the answer come speedily. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And you're going to pray the last prayer before you have your seat. Lord, pay me a unique visit tonight. And do what only you can do in my life. Go ahead and call on the Lord. Lord, I need your visitation tonight. I need your visitation tonight. It was only one man, one man, one man at the pool of, at the pool, at that pool of Bethesda that Jesus went to. Jesus went to that man and that 38 years of infirmity was terminated. Say, Lord, pay me a unique visit tonight. Lord, please pay me a unique visit tonight and do what only you can do in my life. Do what only you can do in my home. Do what only you can do in my life. Do what only you can do in my family. In the name of Jesus. Visit us tonight, oh God, as a church. And do what only you can do in our life. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Return to your neighbor, right to the left, and say, congratulations, you will make it. Congratulations, you made it to this place. And you will not go the same in Jesus' name. And take your seat, but don't sleep. Take your seat, but what? Now, if you feel like sleeping, please, you are free to join me to preach. Are you with me? If you feel like sleeping, it's not a crime. But rise up and join me to preach. Just once I see you walk behind the church, it's okay. We have come to pray. Consul, can you give me some bars? It's too light for me. I need bars, please. It's too light. Tonight we are going to be praying for souls. Pray for what? We're going to be praying for the lost souls. So the title of our message of prayer, I call it prayer, 
is praying for souls. Romans 10.1 So please make sure you have your seat very well. Once we stand, one hour we are still praying. So get ready. Tell your neighbor, get ready. Because you are going to pray tonight. Amen. Amen. Romans 10 1. Say, brethren, my heart desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. This is Apostle Paul. Pouring out his heart. Pouring out the passion of his heart to the church. That the passion in my heart, the body that I have, what makes me have sleepless nights, what makes me to have Hypertension, so to say, is what? That souls will be saved. Prayer is a critical step that must not be avoided in evangelism. In fact, I would say it's the most critical step in winning souls for the Lord. And so you want to the law that is not built on solid ground of prayer. Watch it. They are the type of soul that today they are out, tomorrow they are what? Good. Prayer is a very important part in this journey to evangelize that God has called us to. In Matthew 6, 31 to 33, Jesus said, Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? Or where with us shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. God knows that you need that car. He knows you need that job. He knows you need that art currency. He knows you need that food. He knows you need that house. It's not a news for your God at all. But he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Can you imagine Paul the apostle say, Oh, my problem now is how can I get this next S class? How can I get this next brand? Paul said, that's not my body. 
My body is for soul to be what? Saved. Is that your body? Is that the passion in your heart? The secret of living a colorful life that glorifies God is giving priority to what matters most on God's agenda. Every one of us will know that one of the principles of getting the attention and the favor of your leader in the office is for you to help him solve his critical problem. If you have a leader in your office and you know he has a problem, and say, boss, I think I, I can solve this problem for you. This issue, leave it to me. You can go and rest. I will solve it. And before it comes the next day, the job is done. You become the favorite of that boss without any stress. The same thing with your God. If you learn to have passion for soul, you get things cheaply from God. I heard of a testimony. You know, there are some testimony you hear. If you don't know the source of the testimony, you, you will doubt it. <laughs> but when you know this God that you serve, you know that with Him, nothing is what? Possible. The testimony read gold doors, if I remember very well. This brother won. 54 souls, if I remember very well, within a week. 54 souls within a week. He was a die-hard person winning souls for God. But it happens that, probably he used to be in the army, in the U.S. Army. So he had an accident. So they put a rod in his leg. And each time, once in a while, the pain from that rod used to cause him discomfort. But he has left that. Well, this is my life. I just have to go on with this. I have to be managing it. But he was focusing on what matters most to God when he souls. So one day, after winning that 54 souls in a week, the pain was so strong, he just went to bed. God, told, God actually told him that my son, you have tried today, go to bed. When he woke up the following day, he saw the rod the doctor put inside, beside the bed. The rod beside the bed. <laughs> you know, I told you before, if I don't know, even me, if I don't know the source of that testimony, and I don't know what the man did before. You know, you can't prove that to a doctor, right? But you can tell the doctor, you know the rod you put inside. See the rod. My God and your God perform a surgical operation without spilling a drop of blood and brought out that rod alive. Because the man was committed to winning so. 
Praying for the lost soul is an acceptable and perfect will of God. In 1 Timothy 2, 1 to 4, Paul was writing to Timothy, he said, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplication, prayer, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that they may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God. So pray for people, pray for souls, pray for your leaders, that they may lead right, that they may give their life to Jesus and so that they can lead you truly right. It's acceptable unto your God. Verse 4, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of truth. So, the essence of the prayer that you heard in verse 1 to 3 is what? That they may be what? May be saved. The truth is, <laughs> go and look at it. There is no amount of prayer you pray if an unbeliever is your president. <laughs> you cannot do it the way a believer would do it. That's the truth. Because see the woman being. If you think like an unbeliever. So when you are praying, you are praying for kings, you are praying for nations, you are praying for your friends, your leaders in the offices. Your core prayer is actually what? For them to be saved. You can't find anything good in the devil. Don't be deceived. Say, ah, the man is very good. The man is nice. Okay, it's nice. But it's a cousin to the devil. <laughs> when he shows you his true picture, you say, eh? so this man can do this because he's not saved. That's why you need to pray for him. Or pray for her. When you go through the scripture, you discover two people that the Bible make it clearly that they prayed and waited for the manifestation of Jesus Christ. The pioneer of the evangelistic drive that we are talking of. And who are they? Simeon and Hannah. In Luke 2, 25 to 35, and 36 to 30. The Bible says, Simeon, God will not allow the man to die until he sees Jesus. The man must have been praying, God, when will you send the Messiah that you have promised us? This Messiah you have promised Israel, when is he going to come? The man that will save the soul of the Israelites, when is he going to come? He was praying, waiting. And when he saw Jesus, he said, yes, this is not time, I can go. His prayer was answered. Your prayer will be answered in the name of Jesus. And the Bible talks about Anna in the same chapter. That Anna, when she got married, early enough, seven years after, the husband died. And this woman was in the temple praying 
until she was 85. Praying, praying, fasting. And when she saw Jesus, say, yes, my prayer is answered. The Messiah we have been looking for has come. The pioneer of the evangelism drive has finally come. Jesus Christ himself fasted and prayed for souls. When he wanted to start his three and a half years evangelism ministry, what did he do first? He prayed and fasted for 40 days. No wonder. Immediately he finished, he went ahead. He said, Peter, follow me. Peter did not say, I'm not coming. No. He went to John. John said, I am coming. To the extent that when you look at Matthew 4, 25, Matthew 4, 25, and there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee and from Decapolis and from Jerusalem and from Judea and from beyond Jordan. How many people followed him? Great multitude of people. Because what? He prayed for their harvest. It's not a joke. He prayed for their harvest and the great multitude came. So no wonder you see the massive salvation of soul that Jesus recorded. If you want to know how many of them, at least minimum, at a crusade, he fed how many thousands? Five thousand men. So if you assume all of them are married, ten thousand. All of them have three, three children. Becomes how many? And you are having to save one soul in a year. Because have you prayed for souls? When Jesus was on that cross, he was praying for you and I. When he was being hung on the cross, in Luke 23, verse 34, then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lot. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Empty soldiers that carry matches, carry everything, they don't know what they are doing. He was not praying for their physical being. He was praying for you and I. And thank God, I am one of the answers to the prayer of Jesus. Let's look at the examples of Apostle Paul. For you to see the power of prayer. In Acts seven fifty nine to sixty, Acts seven fifty nine to sixty, and they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, "Lord Jesus, receive my spirit." Verse sixty, and he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, "Lord, lay not this sin to their charge." And when he had said this, he fell asleep. This is the body we are talking of. They were killing this man. He was still praying for who? For souls. 
They were killing Stephen. He was also, Lord, please deliver me. He was doing what? Praying for souls. And I'm sure it was that prayer that God answered that arrested Paul after. Because when you read chapter, one, chapter 8, verse 1, the Bible says, And Saul was consenting unto his death. Saul was the one that signed. He was a witness that go and kill Stephen. He was there when they were studying him. But Stephen was praying for the salvation of the same Saul that was killing him. And a year after, or probably months after, we don't know exactly for how long, what happened? The same Saul that killed him gave his life. You see the power of prayer? Another example is in the story of Cornelius and his household in Acts chapter 10. Now, this is one of the stories that bodies my heart to really pray for the people of this region. And that's going to be our focus tonight. We're going to be praying for the people of this region. We're not going to restrict to only a man. No, it's this region that we're focusing on. And that's the area we call Windows 1040. Where you have most of unrich people. So we are going to bombard heaven with prayer for souls of these people tonight. Look at Cornelius. He was a Roman. He was praying. He must have heard of the God of Israel. But he knew not how to get across to him. But he was praying. He was not a believer. But he was praying. Look at what God said in verse 2. A devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to people and prayed to God always. But he, this man was not saved. But he was praying. The same way our cousins are praying. You know that? They are praying, but they don't know this God. You and I know they don't know this God. But they are praying. They are praying to a God they know not. But look at what happened. In verse 3, And the Lord showed him a vision, evidently about the night hour of the day, and an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, verse 4, And when he looked on him, he was afraid, and said, What it is, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thy hands are come up for a memorial before God. You see God answering prayers? And you know the rest of the story. What does it start to pray down? But unfortunately, like many of us, God was moving to save a soul. Peter was moving to stop the soul from being saved. God opened an opportunity for Peter to go and win a soul that is fully prepared, fully ripe. Peter was quoting Old Testament for God. Have you done that before? There was a story of a man called John Knox. If you have not heard about this man before, 
It's a story of a man in Scotland that committed his life to pray for the nation. To pray for the revival of the nation. And he got to a point that because of his prayer, the queen said, I am not afraid of any other person, even not in the army of this land. But when this man kneeled down to pray, I'm afraid of him. Because whatever he says, after what? What happened to it? Answered. That when this man go on his knee to pray, I'm afraid of him. That's the order of prayer that God wants us to pray for so in this land. You know how many Cornelius are in their house and their Peter has been restricting. God has raised many opportunities for their Peter to go and preach. And their Peter is still afraid of the law. You know how many Ethiopia Enochs that God has positioned, they are reading, they are watching TV, watching those programs, but they are just waiting for somebody to explain to them. But we are yet to connect with them. Because we carry not the body for soul. Let me read the account of this man for you when he was dying. Before then, I'll read something that was written about the man, John Knox, in Scotland. So Knox prayed with such power that all, this Scot- all Scotland was awakened. Lord, give me Scotland or I'll die. That was his prayer. Give me a man or I will live. Give me my nation or you take my life. He was so committed to ensure the awakening of his country. He cried and he prayed with such intensity and the Lord answered. Woman, he cried for the soul of the land and the Lord answered. Now let me read this account. While he was very ill, probably on his deathbed, John Knox, the founder of Presbyterian Church in Scotland, called to his wife and said, Read me that scripture where I first cast my anchor. After listening to the beautiful prayer of Jesus recorded in John 17, he seems to forget his weakness. When he had the prayer of Jesus in John 17, he forgot his sickness on his deathbed. He began to pray, interceding earnestly for his fellow men. He prayed for the ungodly who had thus far rejected the gospel. You hear that? He pleaded on behalf of people who have been recently converted. And that's what we're going to be doing. He prayed for the ungodly. He prayed for the saved. People that will win souls. And he requested protection for the lost servant. Many of whom are facing persecution. As not prayed, his spirit went home to be with the Lord. He ministered through prayer until the moment of his death. So this man was praying for soul and he died. What a life. 
He could not go to speak to preach. But he said, no, I will pray until I move on to heaven. That is the body God wants us to carry this year. That no day will pass without you crying for soul. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9.16, He said, what is unto me if I preach not the gospel? In other words, he was saying, I am cursed if I don't preach the gospel. Is that the order of passion that you have for so? I'm sure the salvation of many of us here is traceable to the prayer of somebody that you know or you don't know. Is anybody there? You're a witness to that? That you know probably your, your mother. Pray for your salvation. I want the word put to you. You find yourself saying yes to Jesus. Many of us are a living example of that. God has done that for you. So that you can do the same for others. Quickly. Why must we pray for soul? Number one. So as to demonstrate the love of God. That we are enjoined to our neighbor. Jesus said. The second and the most important law is what? Love your neighbor like yourself. If you are saved, the best way you can demonstrate your love to your neighbor is what? Pray for them and preach to them. Let them come and enjoy what you are enjoying. That's number one. You see that in Matthew 23, 39. Number two, why must we pray for soul to stop the devil from hindering and discouraging people from giving their life to Jesus. In Romans 10, 1 to 3, verse 2 says, For I bear them record that they have zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Verse 3, For they be ignorant of God's righteousness, and going about to establish their own righteousness, and have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. This is talking about unbelievers. Who do you think is responsible for all those activities? The devil. In 2 Corinthians 4, 4, it says, In whom the God of this world has blinded their mind. Those are the work of the devil. As believers, we must stop the devil as we pray on our knees from hindering people giving their life to Jesus. Can you imagine somebody... You tell him that, brother, if you don't give your life to Jesus, you're on your way to spend your eternity in hell. And he says, yes, I'm okay. Is it normal? It's not. It's like you tell somebody, put your hand in fire. Say, yes, it's okay, I'll put my hand in fire. Until you pray. And their, their direction is turned from hell to heaven. Devil will continue to have his way. That's why we must pray. Why must we pray to stop as many as we can from going to hell? The truth is, we can't stop everybody. But God is depending on you and I to stop as many as we can from going to hell. 
Hebrews 9.27 says, For it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that what? Do you know every day people die? I've forgotten the rate now. That probably every, every minute people die across the whole world. And I can assure you, a chunk of the percentage of those that are dying are not born again. Where are they going? Hell. And we pray for them. Number four, why must we pray to maximize the knowledge of God that we have that He is a merciful God? Our God is a merciful God. I'm, I'm sure we know that. He said, whosoever come, whosoever, anybody, no matter how dirty the person is, that comes to the cross and says, God, I'm sorry. He said he will forgive. That is why we need to pray so that people will go to that cross. For if they don't go, God cannot force them. But if you and I pray, God will have mercy and will draw them unto himself. And finally, to maximize the knowledge we have about the power of prayer. First John 5.14 And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything, including souls, according to his will, he heareth us. You don't need anybody to tell you that is it the perfect will of God to pray for souls? Is it the perfect will of God to preach? No! You already know that. So when we pray for soul, God is committed to answer our prayers. God is ever willing to save soul. But know that the devil is always wanting to stop them from giving their life to Jesus. As we must pray, let's be on our feet. We must what? We must what? We are going to pray first today for we the soul winners. Who are the soul winners? Jesus called us the laborers. Said the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are what? Few. Matthew nine thirty seven to thirty eight. In Ephesians two eight, Ephesians two eight. Ephesians 2.8. Please let's open our Bible. We want to start to pray now. Ephesians 2.8. I can see the AC is not helping some people. Ephesians 2.8. It says, For by grace are ye saved, through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. I want us to thank God for the salvation of our soul. Go ahead and appreciate God. That for God saving your soul. Many of us, we came from, from, from a background that even the, 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 devil was, uh, the devil already forgot that this one will ever be saved. And nevertheless, the Lord find you and high and save our soul. He said, for by grace are ye saved. Not because you did anything. It is the free gift of God. Why don't you go ahead and appreciate the Lord for the salvation of your soul? Thank God for saving your soul. You have done nothing better than those that are yet to be saved. God just decided to save your soul. Thank God for the salvation of your soul. Jesus, thank you. 
Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for the salvation of my soul. I give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Romans 10, 1. Please open these scriptures so that you'll be able to pray effectively. We'll try to every prayer we are going to pray, we'll pray it according to the word, and I'm convinced the Holy Spirit already promised He's going to answer. You will see the result that will come after, after tonight's prayer. Romans 10, 1. Brethren, my heart desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. We're going to pray to for God to create a body for soul in our heart. Create a body for soul in my heart. Go ahead and cry to the Lord. Father, create a body for soul in my heart. Create a body for soul in my heart. Paul the Apostle said, I am caught if I preach not the gospel. What a body, what a body, what a body. Say, Lord, create the body for soul in my heart. Create a body for soul in my heart that I may preach the gospel in season and out of season. When it is convenient, when it is not convenient, when I am persecuted, when I'm not persecuted, even when I'm insulted, the grace to preach your word, the grace to pray for soul, the grace to abide for soul. In the name of Jesus, creating me a strong body for soul. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. We are praying for ourselves first. What you don't have, you cannot give. Is that correct? So we need to pray for ourselves first. Before we pray for the souls. The next prayer we are going to be praying is that God will make us a living Bible to these people. That they can be attracted unto God. When you read Matthew 5.14, it says, Ye are the, Matthew 5.14, Ye are the light of the world. A city set on the hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And glorify your Father which is in heaven. When your life is a living Bible, people will rush and come and say, we want to serve the God you are serving. We want to produce the order of, order of results you are producing. When your life is radiating the glory of God, people will rush to come and ask you that we want to be like you. In Acts chapter 11 verse 26b, Acts 11 26b, I will, I will tell you why you need to pray. The Bible says in Antioch, because of the order of signs and wonders, because of the attitude, the behavior of the disciples, the Bible says they were called what? Christian. People that behave like Christ. That's the foundation. People that are behaving like who? Christ. People that are living Bible. They were not the ones that called themselves Christian. It was unbelievers that called them what? Christian. So I'm going to pray that prayer. Say, Father, make every believer in this region, 
a living Bible to the unbelievers around us that will attract them unto Jesus. Go ahead and pray that prayer. Pray that prayer for yourself and every believer in this region. Lord, make our life a living Bible. Many of them, they don't even have access to Bible like you have. But when they see your life, when they see my life, when we shine for the glory of God, they will be attracted unto the Lord. Jesus, let the people, every believer in this region, carry the fire of living a life that represents Jesus, that will attract men unto you. In the name of Jesus, let every believer in this region carry the fire that will attract men unto you. Carry the lifestyle that will attract men unto you. Carry, oh God, the order of signs and wonders. The order of miracles that will attract unbelievers unto you. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Now, you know, when you are praying this type of prayer, we're going to be praying tonight. I deliberately leave the prayer of personal prayer, personal supplication to the end. Because remember, seek ye first the kingdom of God. So if you pray it anyhow, God is watching you. You are praying for who tonight? For souls. And that is the perfect will of God. You cannot pray amiss, pray for souls. And when you are praying for what pleases God, you, whatever you are asking for, it will come how? Cheaply. Cheaply. So please make sure you put your heart in this prayer. Pray it like your own life. And you'll see what God will do. Now, the next time we're going to be praying, we are still praying for ourselves. The soul winners. In Ephesians 6, 18 to 20. Say, praying always, Ephesians 6, 18 to 20. Praying always with all prayers and supplication in the Spirit, and watching therefore with all perseverance and supplication for all things. And Paul now said, look at what Paul said. Say, and for me, that utterance may be given unto me. That's the first prayer. That God will give us utterance. That will speak the right word to the right people. At the right time. And it went on. It said that I may open my mouth out. Boldly. To make known the mystery of the gospel. For which I am an ambassador in bonds. That therein I may speak boldly. As I ought to speak. Many of us we have not been witnessing. Because we lack the word to speak. But where do I start? What do I say to this man? I don't know what he will say. But Paul, the apostle, you know how powerful Paul was? He said, pray for me so that I can speak the right word. If Paul could pray that, then you and I will need that prayer. Do we need it? <laughs> if Paul, as already tossed as he was, he could pray for God to grant him orders and the grace to speak boldly, then you and I will need to pray the prayer. Double that times of Paul. Say, Father, grant us utterance to speak the right word at every opportunity that you will bring our way. In the name of Jesus, go ahead and call to the Lord to grant you utterance to speak the right word. The right word we need to speak when God gives the opportunity 
for us to preach, for us to witness. That we will not say what we offend God. We will only say that which will attract them unto the Lord. Father, grant us utterance. Help us to open our mouth and to declare your word to the lost in this region. To our family members, not just saved. Lord, give us utterance, O oh God. That which we ought to speak. That which we ought to speak to the right people at the right time, in the right way, we receive utterance. Lord, grant us utterance, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. I'm going to pray for boldness. You pray for what? Many of us, it got so bad that they ask us, are you a Christian? You said no. <laughs> and you are talk speaking. And somebody asks you, probably at the point of renew your visa, at the point of paying you something, at the point of interview, are you a Christian? Say no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, and if Jesus Christ comes that time, God will have mercy on you. <laughs> we are going to pray for what? Boldness. Boldness. Paul was a bold man. He confronted the king, the, the governor. He was preaching to the governor. Governor said, you almost converted me. That was Paul. But the same Paul said what? Pray for me for boldness. So you need boldness, right? Go ahead and begin to cry up for the God. Lord, grant me boldness to declare your word. No matter the opposition, no matter the challenge, no matter the status of whoever it is, I receive boldness. Lord, grant believers in this region boldness. Boldness to declare your word. Boldness to make your word known. No matter the rejection, no matter the opposition, no matter the insult, no matter the caliber of people involved, we receive the confidence. We receive the boldness to declare your mind. We receive the boldness to preach the gospel in the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Colossians 4.3 we going to be praying for doors of opportunities. He said, Colossians 4.3, With the praying also for us, that God will open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I have been born. That was the order of opportunity God gave Apostle Peter. Peter just got to the place. And began to blast preaching. And as Peter was speaking, what happened? The people started to what? Speak in tongues. There was no lane of See, Peter himself was, was, was surprised. If Peter had this way, he would have stopped them. Don't speak in tongues. Don't speak in tongues. <laughs> Peter would have stopped them. But he could not. Because what? God took over. The opportunity was open for the gospel. And no one could stop Cornelius and the household from speaking in tongues. Mind you, they were not Jews. And that's the order we want to pray. That God will grant us opportunities. Every Cornelius, every Ethiopian Enoch, that wherever they are hiding, God connect us with them. Go ahead and cry that prayer. Cry that prayer unto the Lord. Lord, we pray for divine connection to every Cornelius in this region. 
divine connection of believers to every Ethiopia in us. People that are ripe, ripe waiting to be saved. Jesus connect believers with them. To preach them, to make them know that which they do not. In the name of Jesus, we pray for doors of opportunity. Doors of opportunity. Doors of opportunity. Lord, to reach out to the people. Every soul that is ready for salvation. Lord, connect us with them, for God. Connect believers in this region with them. That they may be saved. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. You know, it will, it will amaze you to know that some believers are getting converted to other faiths in this region. Believers. Tongue-speaking believers. Backsliding and becoming people of other faiths. It's an eyesore, Right? What is happening? So the next prayer we're going to pray is for every backslider. You know, Jesus said in Matthew eighteen twelve, He said, How think ye, if a man have an hundred sheep and one of them be gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety nine and go into the mountain and seek that which is gone astray? Do you see our brothers? That have gone astray. We are going to pray for them. Many of them were preaching the gospel like you and I. But the devil has snatched them away. We are going to bring them back to the fold. And in Psalm 51 verse 12 to 13. When David was crying unto God for restoration. He said, restore unto me the joy of their salvation. And uphold me with their free spirit. Then will I teach. You see the preaching. When God brings them back, they will not be the one to go to join us to preach the gospel. That's why we need to pray for them. Say, then will I teach the transgressors thy way, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Do you see it? Jesus said, if it's only one out of hundred, ninety-nine is saved, one is astray. He said, we must go after those one. We're going to pray, God restore Every backslider in this region. Every backslider. Every backslider. They have been saved. But they turned their back on the Lord. Lord, please restore them back unto you. Restore every backslider in this region. Every member of this church that has gone astray. Lord, please restore them back, O oh God. Everyone that is linked to this assembly that has gone astray. Jesus, restore them back fully. In the name of Jesus. Lord, restore them back the joy of their salvation. Restore them back the joy of their salvation. That they might join us to win souls for you. Then we will forbid you, we command you to lose your hold over every believer that has turned their back on the Lord. Father, please restore them. You restore Peter fully. Restore every backslider. Restore every backslider in this region. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Now it's time to pray for souls. And when I say souls, 
I want you to picture your heart. If you have pain, you write the name of people you want to be saved. I have it in my heart. At the beginning of the year, I already wrote the name of people I want to be saved. My colleagues, people that I want to be saved. And I, I look unto God for them to be saved every day. So if you don't have that list, you can make it now. The people you are trusting God to be saved, starting from your family. That's your Jerusalem. And your Samaria. All your colleagues, all your friends, your neighbor that are yet to be saved. Then to the uttermost part, hmm? to Judea. Now, our Judea is GCC. You hear that? Our Judea is what? The GCC. And to the uttermost part, the whole world. So, you generate your list. You are going to be mentioning their name. We are going to be praying this prayer, but I want you to be mentioning the name of those people that you know you want to be saved. If it's a member of your family, you're going to mention their name. I want to pray some very strange prayers for them. And I know everyone will answer us tonight in the name of Jesus. By the account of tonight's prayer, people will walk to this church and say, Please, what must I do to be saved? Are you with me? Are you with me? You're ready to pray the prayer? If you are sitting down, please just walk around. Walk around. Walk around just like you are walking and you are praying. You don't need to stay. You don't need to be confined in any place. Just walk around and be, and be praying. You are praying for what? For souls. You are praying for souls. You are praying the heartbeat of God. So don't do it anyhow. So that God will not do your own anyhow. So you walk around if you feel like sleeping. As I'll be calling the prayer, we are praying for souls tonight. Luke 19.10 Say, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. And in John 3, 16, it says, For whosoever believe, whosoever, whosoever believe. Say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That whosoever believe. The first way we're going to pray, we're going to thank God for the price he paid on behalf of all the unbelievers in this region. Jesus did not die for you and I alone. He died for them. You know that? You know that? Then go ahead and thank God. Thank God for the price He paid on behalf of every unbeliever in this region. Please go ahead and pray that prayer. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, thank you, because He has paid the price already. It's not going to come to pay the price again. He has paid the price for them already. Every unbeliever living in this region, He has paid the price already. Why don't you thank the Lord for the price He has paid? He has paid the price for their soul. He paid the price fully. He paid that price fully. Jesus will thank you for the price you have paid on behalf of the inhabitants of this land. For the price you have paid on the cross of Calvary. For the price you have paid for the unconditional love that you have granted them. Jesus will thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Now, now, I told you something the other time. That when you tell somebody that please come and give your life to Jesus, even at their deathbed, that please don't spend your eternity in hell. And if he said, no, it is not normal. It's the devil at work. There are stronghold. The prince of GCC. The prince of Omar. That will not allow people to freely give their life to Jesus. 
we need to bring down all those strongholds. We need to uproot them. Are you with me? In 1 Corinthians 69, Paul said, For a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. 2 Corinthians 10, 4, says, For the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to God, to pull it down stronghold. Say, Father, by the authority in the name of Jesus, we pull down every stronghold of the devil. Every people from giving their lives to Jesus in this region, in the name of Jesus, go ahead and begin to pull them down. Every stronghold of the devil. Every stronghold of the devil Indrian people from surrendering their life to Jesus In this region We break them down We uproot them In the name of Jesus Every stronghold of the devil Every prince of this region The prince of this region We render you impotent We unseat you in the name of Jesus By the authority in the name of Jesus You foul spirit you false spirit of Islam that is making people not to give their life to Jesus. You false spirit of Hindu. By the authority, in the name of Jesus, we pull you down. In the name of Jesus, we pull you down. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. We are doing better now. But we can still do better. We are going to pray. You know, Proverbs 21 1 said, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. And as the river of water, he turneth it whithersoever he wants. When you read Daniel 3, we saw an account of the three Hebrews. The king said, You don't. Bow to this hider, you'll be thrown into inside that furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, Yes, throw us inside. We're not going to bow to your hider. <laughs> and when they were thrown inside, what happened? Who did God actually visit? God actually visited the king. You know that? Because our God can turn the heart of kings. He said, eh? I do three people. I can see four. He himself said, and the first person is like who? The son of man. <laughs> that is the God that you and I serve. And we are going to call on that same God. To touch the heart of kings. Of people in government in this nation. To make policy, law, that will be favorable for the spread of the gospel. Are you with me? Say, Father... By your mighty power, visit the leaders in this region. Touch their hearts to make decrees, to make laws, to make policies that will be favorable for the gospel. That will make the people to give their life to Jesus without any interest, without any victimization. In the name of Jesus, go ahead and call to the Lord. Our God touches the heart of kings and he turns it the way he wants. 
The Lord turned the heart of kings in this region. Turned the heart of president or prime minister in this region. To make laws. To make policy that will favor the gospel. That will favor the gospel. That will favor the gospel. That will favor the spread of the gospel. Without interest. Without obstacle. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus. Mighty name. We are praying. Now we are going to pray for reversal of every law. That is working against the spread of the gospel in this region. Now, when you read that same account of Nebuchadnezzar, after God showed him himself, the same man that said you must bow, if you don't bow, you'll be thrown in, the, in, this, in this forest. Hear what he said. He said, Therefore, verse 29, Daniel 3 29, Therefore, I make a decree. He cancelled the first one he made. And he made another one. That every people, nation and language will speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach. Against your God and my God. God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego shall be cut in pieces. And their houses shall be made as dunghill. Because there is no other God that can deliver after this thought. Not to cry out to the Lord. The Father reversed every law working against the spread of the gospel in this region. You believe God can do that? Then go ahead and count the law. Cry for a reversal of every law, every policy that is working against the spread of the gospel. Many of the nations have said there is no church. That church cannot be built. That you cannot have facility of, of believers. Believers cannot even carry Bible. Such law must be reversed in the name of Jesus. Lord, you have the heart of kings and princes in your heart. Lord, we cry to you at this early hours of the day that you will reverse every law in this region, working against the spread of the gospel. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. The next prayer I want to pray is that Lord... We destroy every false idea, false understanding that they have about Jesus. Are you with me? When I came to this land, the first driver that was teaching me how to drive started to preach to me. <laughs> he was telling me, we don't know who taught, who taught them about this Jesus. That is just nonsense. Ha. I was just looking at him. They said, you should teach me how to drive. The man was condemning. He was saying, we Christians, we don't know what we... That the writing is in their, work, in their book. There are false ideas that the devil has put in them that make them to be resentful to the gospel. We are going to destroy such idea in them. Are you with me? Proverbs 14, 12. He said, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is what? Death. John 3, 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And John 8, 32 says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Let's say, Father, destroy 
all false idea, all false understanding that the people have about Jesus in this region, in the name of Jesus. Let them know the truth that they may be set free. Go ahead and come to the law. Father, every false idea, every false understanding that the people of this land have about Jesus, about the salvation that comes from Him alone, Lord, we command such idea destroyed. In the name of Jesus, we command such demonic idea destroyed. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let the people know the truth that they may be set free. Let the people know the truth that they may be set free. Let the people know the truth that they may be set free. Let the people know the truth that they may be set free. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus. Mighty name we have prayed. Jesus said, John 46, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. We are going to have the Holy Spirit to convince them. You know, I've seen evil Christians say things like, Oh, they will go to heaven too. It's the same God we are serving. The same God we are serving? Does your God said, if someone cut your right hand, you cut the left? And you said the same God we are serving? Huh? <laughs> Jesus said, you aren't going to make heaven except you give your life to Jesus. Simple. John 14, 6. The only thing that gives you access to heaven is what? You give your life to Jesus. Not that you take Jesus as one prophet. No. You give your life to Jesus. And I want us to use that passion to pray for them. Because they are living in ignorance. That the Holy Spirit himself will convince them. It, it, it takes the Holy Spirit to convince them. You know that? Go ahead and pray that prayer. Holy Spirit, convince them. Prove yourself to them. Let them know that you are the only way, the truth, and the life. Holy Spirit, convince them yourself. Holy Spirit, convince them yourself. Let them know you are the way, the truth, and the life. Kaluka prato kasakaya. Ekropa kandide ke apropo shedia. Maluke taprako se plakatali ya kaparuti. Ekupama na kandelo kropratia. Holy Ghost, convince them yourself. Holy Ghost, convince them yourself. The people, oh, the happy unbeliever in this creature, in my family, that are headed towards hell. Jesus, convince them and let them turn from going to hell and begin to go to heaven. In the name of Jesus. Lord, let them know that you are the only way. You are the only way. You are the only way. And that there is no alternative for you. In the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Second Timothy 2.26 and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. They are under the bondage of the devil, and they don't know. We're going to pray that God will set them free. 
that God will give them freedom from every captivity of the devil that has held them bound. And he will give them the understanding that they know not. Go ahead and pray that prayer. That God will set them free. Lord, you are the only one that can set free. You say, eat that your Lord set free shall be free indeed. Lord, set them free from the captivity, O God, of ignorance. Set them free from the captivity of ignorance. Every unbeliever in this region. Set them free, O God, from the captivity of the devil. From captivity of ignorance. Jesus set them free. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Jesus set me free. Why should I be bound? Jesus set me free. Hallelujah. Why should I be bound? Hallelujah. Jesus set me free. He set me free. Why should I be bound? I am free. I am free. I am free. Hallelujah. Jesus set me free. Hallelujah. Why should I be bound? Oh, 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 Jesus set me free. Hallelujah. Why should I be bound? Hallelujah. Jesus set me free. Hallelujah. Why should I be bound? I am free. I am free. I am free. Hallelujah. We're going to pray that God will open up their mind. In 2 Corinthians 4 4, said, In whom the God of this world has blinded their mind. When a mind, a mind is blinded, whatever you tell him, it will just be flying. It will take the Holy Spirit to open their mind. Their mind of understanding. You know when the Bible says their mind of understanding be enlightened. That they may know. So they need their mind to be opened. That they will be able to be receptive to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Say, Father, Father open their mind open their to the gospel. Let the light of your word illuminate their mind. To understand who you are. And to respond to your call. Go ahead and cry that prayer to the Lord. Lord, we pray, oh God, for every unbeliever in this region. Jesus, open their mind. Every blind man we command to be opened. We command every blind mind to be opened. Let your word illuminate their mind. Let your word illuminate their mind and cause them to respond to the call of the gospel. In the name of Jesus, let your word illuminate their mind. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Now you are going to pray this prayer, mentioning the name of the people you have listed. You are going to use John 6.44 to pray for them. John 6.44, please display it. And you're going to mention their name one by one. People that you remember, that you have penned down. He said, no man can come to me except the Father 
which has sent me draw in. You see that? And I will raise him up at the last day. You see? God has to draw them first. And Jesus said, I am committed to raise them up on the last day. You're going to say, Father, please draw so, so, so unto yourself. You will mention the name of that person. People you are trusting God to save their soul. It may be anybody. Nobody can arrest you. Anybody. Are you with me? Any what? Anybody. You put their name there. Father, draw him unto yourself. Draw her unto yourself. It may be your family member. Go ahead and pray that prayer. Don't miss this opportunity. People you have written down that you want them to be saved. Mention their name. Mention their name. I said, Lord, draw him unto yourself. Mention their name one by one and say, God, please draw him unto yourself. Draw her unto yourself. Is he a member of your family? Say, Lord, draw him unto yourself. Draw him unto yourself. Give him no peace until he comes to you. Seize his peace until he comes to you. God compel him to surrender himself unto you. Lord, draw them unto yourself. Lord, draw them unto yourself. Declare that they shall serve the Lord all the days of their life. That they shall serve the Lord all the days of their life. Declare that God will appear to him or her in this dream. Like he did for Saul. God will appear to them in their dream. That God will reveal himself unto them. Declare that he will not die until he is saved. Declare that he or she will not die until he is saved. That Lord, I forbid him to die until he is saved. No, that member of your family, he must not die until he is saved. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Now one thing that is very common in this region is uh, a lot of people, they are saved, but they are still hiding. Because of law, because of faith. I want to pray that God will establish them. The truth is, when they are established, 
and they carry the fire of the gospel in them. Nobody can tame them. You know that? <laughs> and you can only tame probably 1%. Can you tame 50%? Can you tame 90%? No. You see? So when the revival truly comes, no law can tame them. That will be what I call a spiritual tsunami that will turn them. The force that will be too strong for any law, for any government to stop. The Father, every convert in this region, establish them in you. Establish them in you and make them unshakable. Make them, oh God, unrepentant, oh God, never to turn their back on you. Establish them in you and advertise them in your mighty way through signs and wonders, through wonderful things in righteousness. Establish them in you. Establish them in you. Advertise them, O God, and compare them to preach your gospel without fear, without fear, with boldness. In the name of Jesus, protect them from the highs of the government. Protect them from the evil high of the devil. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Now, in Acts 9, we are almost rounding up. We are doing very well. Acts 9, 1 to 4. We saw Saul on his way to Damascus to go and persecute, to go and terrorize believers. Hmm? You know people I want to pray for that. Paul was the first order terrorist. Saul, he was what? A terrorist. I'm sure probably he even invented bomb. I don't know. You know, you know he was a lawyer. <laughs> he was a what? A terrorist. And he was on his way to go and terrorize believers. But the Bible says, suddenly, in verse 3, as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell on the heart, and heard a voice said unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? Let's say, Father, interrupt and reveal yourself to every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, every organization, terrorizing believers. Reveal yourself to them and arrest them for your use. In the name of Jesus, go ahead and come to the Lord. Jesus, every man, every woman, every organization, all over the world that are terrorizing believers, terrorizing believers, Jesus, make yourself known unto them, reveal yourself unto them, and arrest them for your use. In the name of Jesus, reveal yourself to them, and arrest them for your use. In the name of Jesus, reveal yourself to them, and arrest them for your use. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
it is done. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And finally, before we pray the other prayers, we're going to pray for the church. The truth is, if everybody in this nation, if, let me just, let, let's start from somewhere. If every expatriate in this nation gets saved, the church building we have now is not enough. Is that correct? The current building we have, church we have in this country, is not even enough for we that are believers now. You know, some people, they are not meeting in church because of no venue. And people meet on Friday, Saturday, from morning as early as 6 a.m. up to 11 p.m. plus in the evening. People are meeting in these two church buildings all over. So you see, you, see, you see why we need to pray? So when somebody asks you to pray for numerical growth of the church, not because we need more tithe, not because we want to have fat uh, offering, or we want to have people. No! It's because we want people to be saved. He said God added to the church as many that are to be what? Saved! So I'm going to pray for the numerical growth and the expansion of the church in this region. Look at what we are going to be using to pray. Micah 4, 1 to 2. Micah 4, 1 to 2. Say, but in the last days, and where are we now? Last days. It shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountain. Do you see mountain around you? Do you see mountain around this nation? He said, churches shall be established on the mountain. And it shall be exalted above what? Above hills. And the people shall flow unto it. Hallelujah. The people of this region shall do what? Flow to the church. And verse 2. And many nations. Do you see that? You know how many nationals are in this country? (laughs) Hundreds. Many nations shall come and say... Come and let us go. They will tell the government, you can't stop us again. You can't stop us again. Come and let us go to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of our God. And if we teach us His way, if we will walk in His path. For the Lord shall go forth of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. We're going to have God to fulfill this prophecy in this region. Go ahead and cross to the Lord. Lord, according to your word, this is the last day. Let there be churches all over this region. Establish your church and let the people flow in in their multitudes. Establish your church and let the people flow in in their multitude. Establish your church all over. Give your church room in this region. Enlarge the coast of the church in this region. Lord, establish your church in this region. Establish your church in this region. And let the people flow in. In their multitude, in their multitude, in the name of Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. You know, we have to go. Yeah? But I'm happy we have prayed. If it's to me, we'll have to just continue to five. <laughs> Praise God. Now, open to Exodus 23. 25 to 26. And let's pray our own prayers.
I know our prayer is answered already. I have no doubt about that. Because we have sought first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he has added every other thing unto us. I want to be praying five prayers from these two verses. And I can assure you that five prayer covers everybody here. Now pay attention very well. Exodus 23, 25 to 26. And ye shall serve the Lord your God. And part of your service is your being in this vigil tonight. Many are enjoying their bed now. They are snoring on their bed. But you are serving the Lord here now. Look at what God has in store for you. He said, And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy waters. You see your prosperity, your blessing, your job security in this scripture? We are going to be praying it. And he shall take sickness away from the midst of thee. You see that? No more sickness. Say, and there shall not cast their young, nor be barren. No miscarriage, no barrenness, no loss of children. Do you see that? And in the land, and the number of thy days you will fulfill. No more loss, no more untimely death. So we're going to pray the first prayer. We're going to pray, Father, please bless our bread and our waters. Preserve the job of your children, especially those that are tightening. Go ahead and pray that prayer. Lord, please bless our bread and our water. Bless the bread and the water of your children. And preserve the job. Preserve the job of your children in this land. In this region. In this season. Preserve the job of believers. We say no to any believer losing their job. Because we are serving you. No believer is permitted to be harassed and fall from the homeward. In the name of Jesus. Every form of harassment in the place of work come to an end for every believer. Lord, bless our bread and bless our waters. Bless the work of our hand. Bless our business. Bless everything we lay our hands on. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Number two prayer we are going to pray is, is healing. He said, he will take away sickness from our midst. Let's say, Father, take away sicknesses. Heal everyone afflicted with sickness in our midst. Take away sicknesses from our midst. We declare no more sickness. No more sickness. No more sickness. Everyone afflicted with sickness. Lord, we forbid diabetes. We forbid health issues. We forbid heart failure. We forbid cancer. We forbid any form of diseases. Whatever the name they may be. We forbid hypertension. We forbid any form of sicknesses. In the name of Jesus. We decrease sound health. We deceive perfect health. Perfect health. No more bone problems. No more pain. No more discomfort. No more high problem. No more neck problem. No more faulty womb. In the name of Jesus. We declare perfect health. Perfect health. Perfect health. Perfect health. Perfect health. For every member of this church. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus. Mighty name we have prayed. He said that shall not cast their young. We're going to pray for all our pregnant sisters. That God, you started this miracle. Perfect it. 
no laws of child, no miscarriage, no CS, no stillbirth, no evil report. Go ahead and pray for all our pregnant sisters. Lord, we decree for all our pregnant sisters. You started the miracle with conception, perfected with self-delivery. At the appointed time, without any loss, without any miscarriage, without any, any complication. Before, before delivery, during delivery, after delivery, we say no to complication. In the name of Jesus, every fibroid, every fibroid in every womb of a sister contending with your children, we command the fibro to melt off. In the name of Jesus, we command the fibro to melt off. In the name of Jesus, all our sisters, they shall deliver safely, better than the Hebrew woman. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. He said, nor anyone be barren. We are going to pray for all our expectant sisters that are trusting God for the fruit of the womb. We are going to say, Lord, remember our sisters for good. Every family trusting God for the fruit of the womb. Open your book of remembrance. And the Lord remember Hannah. And he made it out to conceive. Let's cry out to the Lord. All our sisters. Trusting God for the fruit of the womb. Jesus remember them. Open up their womb. Open up their womb. Open up their womb. Every womb that is barren. We command fruitfulness. We command fruitfulness. We command fruitfulness. To every barren womb. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus. Mighty name we have prayed. You know if. Uh, there is no peace at home. <laughs> Even the child will run from coming. Is it not? When there is no peace at home. <laughs> I saw one uh, hard word. Once man was making a jest. I think it's good. Let's go with that. He said, when he was given birth to, he said, where am, I, where am I? When he was coming to the world, he said, eh, this is Nigeria. No, 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 I'm going back. <laughs> I thought it's U.S. <laughs> when the home is not peace, evil children will run back. God will not even give such home his choice children because they will arrest the child. So we're going to pray for every marriage that is under hate. Every marriage of every member of this church passing through any challenge. We command peace be still. Let's go ahead and pray that prayer. Father, we decree peace be still to every marriage of every member of this church passing through any form of challenge. We command peace be still. We command peace be still. We command peace be still to every marriage passing through any kind of challenge in the name of Jesus. We restore sanity. We restore the love of God back to the home of every member of this church. Back to the marriage of every member of this church in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And lastly, in that same verse, verse 26, and he said, the number of thy days I will fulfill. Not you. 
Who will do it? <laughs> you see? When God says we'll do something, you can just go and relax. Say, ah, in my house, once it is 40 years, everybody die. No, not you. I say, when they are getting to 60, oh, start to plow, start to do will. No, not you. God said, I will fulfill your date. That is your God. That's the Lord preserve the life of every member of this church. No loss. No loss of life. No loss of property. No loss of any kind. In the name of Jesus. The Lord, we, every one of us shall live to fulfill our days. As you have promised. Lord, preserve us to fulfill our days. In the name of Jesus. Preserve all our family members to fulfill their days. In the name of Jesus. We say no to untimely death. We say no to terminal disease. We say no to accidents. We say no to cardiac arrest. We say no to any form of sickness. In the name of Jesus. We say no to any form of terminal disease. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And second to the last prayer. We're going to pray for tomorrow, today's service. That God will have his way mightily. That we gather again in his presence. That every need shall be met in God's presence today. Let's go ahead and pray that prayer. Father, we pray. After people come, oh God, later today. We pray that Lord, you will meet your people at the point of their needs. In the name of Jesus. Every desire, every desire in the heart of the children of God. Let there be speedy intervention. Lord, speak through your servant. As your servant declares your word, let there be massive impact in the life of the people. Let sinners repent of their sin in the name of Jesus. Let the weak be strengthened in your presence today in the name of Jesus. Turn situation of the people around in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And finally, you are going to tell God your own personal issue. Before I'll call a brother to come and round up. What is your issue that you want God to do? You have done that of God tonight. You have prayed for soul. You have prayed for your fellow brethren. Go ahead and ask God for your home. What is that issue in your life you want a quick attention from God? Why don't you go ahead and cry to the Lord? He's ready to hear your prayer. We sang the song. Jesus answered prayers. Serve answers prayers. Only him answers prayers. Cry unto him concerning your needs. Cry unto him concerning your pain. Cry unto him concerning that, that sorrowful situation in your life. Cry unto him concerning that painful circumstance you are going through. Tell him what is that issue you are going through. Nobody else can do it except you. Let him know that you cannot afford to, to, to allow this thing to persist in tomorrow. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. The angels bow before him, heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Once again, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. The angels bow before Him, heaven and earth adore Him. What a mighty God we serve. Jesus is the Lord. 
Jesus is the Lord we serve. Jesus is the Lord we serve. The angels bow before Him, heaven and earth adore Him. Jesus is the Lord we serve. Amen. Along with witnessing and testifying about Jesus, there are few things that need to go along with it. Like Pastor said earlier, number one, you need to know the Word of God. The Word of God should be active in your life. You might know the Word of God, but if the Word of God doesn't live in you, you become a victim and not a victor. Number two, along with knowing the Word of God, living the Word of God, humility needs to go with it. Because you cannot know the Word of God and be a proud person. Jesus was a man of total humility. And last of all, knowing the Word of God, living the Word of God, and having humility, you have to have holiness. When you have holiness, the manifestation of the presence of God will be around you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. You might fall. You might fall. But the Lord will give you strength to rise up again. I want you to hold somebody's hand. And you're going to pray these three things. That God will give them the grace to have the word of God being manifested in their life, number one. That they will be humble in their walk with the Lord. And holiness will be around them. Find somebody, hold their hand and say, God, we pray that this word of yours will be manifested in my brother's life or my sister's life. And above all, Father, I pray, as your word is manifested, I pray, Lord God, that you will give me the grace to be holy. Because I believe with all my heart that your anointing will flow. Your anointing will flow, Lord God. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, next year by this time, this assembly, this assembly will be double in the name of Jesus. This assembly will be double in the name of Jesus. To the glory of God alone. He's a miracle working God. He's a miracle working God. He's a wonder. He's a miracle. He's a miracle working God. He's a miracle working God. He's a miracle working God. He's a wonder. He's a miracle. He's a miracle working God. Lastly, last prayer. Pastor asked you to pray for yourself. I want you to still hold the person's hand who's next to you. And you're going to pray, God, whatever be their need. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's a struggle to live a holy life. Maybe it's a, it's a want that you want to serve God. You want to go to the next level in your journey with God. Maybe it's finance. Maybe somebody is sick. I want you to pray. Pray in the spirit because you may not know what is the person's need. They might be going through something which is very severe. You may not understand it. 
pray in the spirit and say, God, manifest yourself. Manifest yourself. Hold somebody's hand and pray for that person and say, God, manifest yourself in this person's life. That this person will never be the same again. He will walk victorious because you are going to stand. Remember this person, the person's hand that I'm holding. Remember him. Remember her. The moment you open your books, their names will come forth. The moment you open your books, you will say and you look at them and you say, Have you considered my son? Have you considered my daughter? Pray for their children. Pray for their family. Pray that God will be manifested in their life. That this day will be a day of remembrance. This day will be a day of remembrance. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Most gracious and loving Father, we thank you for the beautiful time that you gave us the grace. Father, I thank you that you have brought your children today, Lord God, to be on their knees and to stand in the gap, Lord God, for the salvation of this land, for the salvation of their family members, Lord God, for the salvation of everyone that they know. Father, I pray every prayer that has been voiced out this night will be remembered in heaven in Jesus' name. We pray that every prayer that has been voiced out and even every prayer that has been whispered will be answered in Jesus' name. Father, we pray very specially for your Son who led us, Lord God. We pray more of your anointing upon his life, Lord God. More of revelation, Lord God, of who you are, Master. More anointing, Lord God, that every time he stands at this pulpit and every time he says, Thus says the Lord, Lord, you will fulfill your word in Jesus' name, Lord God. Father, I pray for each and every one of us, Lord God. Give us the grace. Lord, this will not be the end, but this will be the beginning, Lord God. That we will continue to make a covenant, Lord God, that we will stand in the gap every vigil night, Master. That, Lord, we will not desire the slumber of our bed, Lord God, but we will desire the knees, Lord God. And, Father, every prayer, every cry that has been voiced out today, Father, we pray, Lord God, that the answer will come forth from heaven, Lord God, for your children. Lord, we pray quickly, Lord God. Father, give us the grace that we will not wait for 21 days, Lord God. But you will give it to us speedily, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. We say thank you for what you are going to do this morning, Lord God, in our church. We say thank you, Lord God, that you are going to visit us one more time. We say thank you, Lord God, as your son goes going to speak your word. You will speak to us today, Lord God. Father, we pray, remember everyone who comes today, Master, that everyone who comes with a heart, Lord God, of sorrow and pain, you will cleanse it and you will heal it, God. Everyone who comes sick, Lord God, you will bring healing, Lord God. Those who come with doubts, Master, you will fill their doubts, Lord God, with the right answer, Master. Those who are hungry for you, you will fill them, Lord God. Everyone who is thirsty for you, you will fill them, Lord God. Father, we pray for a special anointing upon your child. Whoever stands at this pulpit, Lord, more of your anointing upon his life. Father, we pray for every newcomer, Lord God, that they will hear your word. They will go forth rejoicing, Lord God, to the glory of your name alone. Father, visit us. Visit us one more time, Lord God. Lord, we pray and we say, welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit, into our presence, Lord God. Have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let us say the grace together. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever.
Amen. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Forever and ever. Forever and ever. May that be your portion and the portions of your family members. All the generations of their life. Amen.